RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? All right, guys, I'm sitting down, <laughs> okay, because I'm tired. So it looks a little different. Producer's behind me, as you can see. He's sleeping. Everybody, shh, don't wake him up. Stupid chair. <laughs> I, I rarely sit, I'm, but I'm not. Uh, anyway, whatever. Oh, we get we got a chat room happening already, guys. Go to youtube.com slash c for channel slash tarabuster. Thank you so much, Richard W. Right out of the gate for your super chat. I'm I'm sitting down because I feel well. You know, yesterday we did a show. I th I don't know. I think it was like four hours long, and then we had a community poll. And people were like, okay, we wanted a show today. I, I want a show today. I, I feel better when we do shows because at least I feel like we're, we're together. We're, you know, we stick together. We win. I'm, I'm not in this alone. When I'm sitting around in my thinking, in my head, I, I always say, don't go into your mind alone. I need, for, personally, I need somebody to, Oh, I need people to come with me. B please bring a um, bring a flashlight and a gun. You know when you <laughs> when you join me in my mind. There's some scary creatures in there. So um, thank you. Yeah. So we had a we had a poll, and um, I know I'm, I'm always about polls. All right, <laughs> up in the polls, down in the polls. I hope. Oh, and I guess the music and the uh, and the microphone are coming through because so far no one has mentioned it. Because yesterday we had some technical problems, and yeah, you guys are the producers of the show too. So we're in it. We're in this together. If I might be sitting in the driver's seat here, but this is really our show. I feel. I don't know about you, but and yeah, you know. So yesterday I. Was you know we wrapped up the show. It was around four hours. It just it just went like that. I mean, who the hell listens to four hours? But it's okay. We we had a good time. And if you're listening to the whole show, God bless you. I really I want to know you. I want to know your name, so I can put you on my Buddhist altar and chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo for you. Cause yeah, I need you. <laughs> we need each other. So. And then when I got off the show, I started feeling a little under the weather. And I guess my throat was... I feel better now. Let's, the, the short story is I do feel better, but I kind of still feel kind of just run down. So I th thankfully, I had a, well, I had a million things to do today. And I ended up... I just said, let me rest. That's what I need. I, you guys know I was recently diagnosed with fibromyalgia some of you guys on the chat have been sharing your experiences it's it's a pretty common thing it's a pain in the ass though so uh, and with not feeling 100 percent, and with the fibromyalgia bullshit which basically how i how it manifests in, in me is that i just feel achy it's really annoying but i guess i'm getting used to it and I, I really just slept the whole goddamn day, and I needed it. I, I guess I needed it. I never do that. And the funny thing is that yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said I can never sleep late because it 
it, uh, it depresses me when I sleep late. I end up because it makes me, I remember it, it reminds me of when I was in active addiction and I don't like, I don't like that feeling. So, but it's different when you're not feeling well, <laughs> when you're sick. So I had, I laid in my bed all day, um, sleeping and in and out of watching Nazi documentaries. They were, they were just on in the background when, cause when I was younger and well, the history channel had already started and I used to sleep with it on cause I thought I was getting smart while I was sleeping. I was learning things. Somehow I would be learning while sleeping. There's never enough time in the day. So, but we have a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about last night and it's, it never stops. And I want to share some things with you guys. And uh, before we begin, thank you guys. I really, uh, I mean, right out of the gate, the super chat. Thank you, Richard W. Richard W. says another great show, Tower. <laughs> thank you. I, you. You're great. I need that validation. And JD, thank you for your super chat in pounds. Hello, Tara, and all in chat. God bless you, JD. You lucky bastard. And Jim, and Jim, thank you. I was whatever. I guess it doesn't matter if I say your last name, but thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Um, guys, uh, this is how we're going to keep the show going and growing. So thank you. And if you can become a patron, if that's something you you can you can do please go to patreon.com slash c for channel slash tarabuster and and you know support the show so we can keep the lights on and keep everything going because everything i mean i have to tell you it's you know you know how it is it's everything costs money the restream costs money this every i'm not making money i mean at this point we're trying to well we got to keep going and growing to the point where we can have a daily show at a set time that's really the goal and that's what we need and everybody knows it so let's move on to our to what we're going to talk about so um every time we do the show i i sit around prepping and as i'm doing it i'm looking at what what articles we're going to talk about what's happening in the in current events well it never ends and i think about what we're gonna what i will call the show because i think that's easier for people to find a show if they're looking for it rather than just have a number on a show hold on and um so and one of the things i do is i monitor reddit um, and I monitor, I monitor the conservative Reddit. I don't know if you've ever been there. I am interested in... I do have a Telegram account. That It's really frustrating, though. But it's real, It's there to, to, <laughs> to annoy conservatives. We'll just drop some truth on them now and then. And, but the thing is, you get these rambling statements from the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-wannabe-con man... And I don't know, you can't respond to it. They're just out there. It's kind of annoying. And that's the way Republicans like it, I have to tell you. So while I was on the conservative Reddit, I'm going to show you the little journey I took. And you could take it with me because it kind of it just really shows that 
conservatives are being inundated with lies, nonstop lie. Everywhere there's a lie, and everywhere there, and not and if there's not a lie, it's a conflation. That and it's some. It's like Henry Wallace said. It's exploiting the fissures fissures of disunity. Every crack in the common front against fascism. Every 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 wound in this country. We can't address it, but they certainly they sit around tickling these wounds and it's all and and it's manufactured. Um the thing that annoys me about them besides everything else is that they fall for it. They they don't even have um see like so they have been told that legitimate news sources are are lies. So they, and they never take it on, whatever you would say. Um, They'll just say, I don't believe it, blah, blah, blah. That's a lie. But they hook, line, and sinker, completely swallow whatever the F these other right-wingers are shoveling into their, into their, you know, I guess, empty heads. It's, it's a, I don't know what to call it. it. I guess it's confirmation bias. We all have it, I suppose. I, but here's the thing. We know this and we discussed it before. If, if this were the Democrat, I mean, we, I don't just take what people say on and, and, uh, you know, we, you know, a lie you do, you, you do research, but you're researching and validating the reality with uh, legitimate news sources. These people are, they're malinformed. They're absolutely not only misinformed, they're malinformed. And we're, we're also going to talk about Whoopi, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and, every, and the controversy that she's on vacation. She's been suspended vacation for two weeks, I guess, to think about what she's done. Uh, we'll talk about that when we in a few after. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to find this Reddit page because you know how it is when your producer's sleeping and the only thing he does when he's awake is step on the keyboard. Oh boy, hold on. We don't really need that. I'm trying to find it. It's kind of loud too. Mm-mm. All right, let me get this. <clears throat> and if I if I sound raspy, it's because you know I'm I'm not feeling a hundred percent. I do I do feel a lot better. I have to tell you, I think I needed that sleep. I probably did. I like being unconscious. You know, there's no Republicans there. I can fly. I can. Sometimes I'm naked, I'm falling, my teeth are flying out of my skull. But there's still, as upsetting as that is, there's no Republican, so it's like, it's like utopia. All right, so here it is. I'll show you my screen, and we'll, we can go on this journey together. Where the heck? Show you what, what I saw. Hold on. Okay, so we got to write it over here. Let me put this 
What should I do with this? Oh, that's part of it. Let's go to... Well, this is another thing I was looking at. Because that guy... We'll talk about him, too. The cop who the Republicans were lionizing as a hero for resisting vaccine mandates. And he signed off saying, You could kiss my ass. Jay Inslee. Now he's dead. All right. The Republicans, they, they they had him on as guests, special guests, constantly. Conservative. This is the one. I was kicked out of this Reddit, so I wasn't... I mean, I can do it, I guess. Uh, I can comment using another account. But... Yeah, look. Okay. I just... Before, right before I went on air... This was the latest article that they posted. Spotify stock has jumped 16, 14% since Neil Young demanded his music removed. And I was like, that doesn't sound... That doesn't sound accurate. And it's not. So I searched. Okay, Spotify. Spotify stock. As you can see, it came right up. Spotify stock is down. This is the reality. Here's five years ago. Here's at 4.15. Boom. And then it went up. Here's where they are liars. Well, yeah, liars can figure or whatever. Figures don't lie, but liars can figure. They are, um, This, if I'm trying to unpack their bullshit, what they're saying is it's it jumped how many what did it jump 14% it jumped 14% from its its plunge and it still hasn't recovered do you see the the lies it hasn't jumped 14% they happen to have left out a very pertinent a pertinent point that it plunged it has plummeted and maybe it recovered 14% in whatever when when did it recover so it's down here I mean I'm not a stock analyst but I'm not you know uh, I'm not dumb I could see it with my own eyes all I had to do was google it and that's the thing with these republican Liars. These, the, the, the base, the dummies that, that are looking for their biases confirmed. They're not looking for information. They don't want to be educated. And they swallow these lies without question. So, of course, they're saying, oh, well, everybody, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, um, oh, well, I guess uh, it's great that anti-vax misinformation is out there, you see? And then you'll have Republicans quoting it. Well, the Spotify stock has jumped 14% since Neil Young demanded his music removed. And it looks like someone reported it as a misleading title. That's it. Unreal. It's what we're up against. The non-stop lies. 
Here's what's the other thing? Oh, about Black Lives Matter. I was looking for. That's why I had this page open because there, there are a bunch of articles. Hold on, BLM. Let me see if I can find it. Producer, wake up, producer. No, don't, don't wake up. Oh, it's uh, whatever. It's a Fox News article. I'll find it here. Fox News. Um, nuclear family. Here we go. This was all over the conservative Reddit, too. <clears throat> Schools across America implement BLM week of action that calls for the disruption of the nuclear family, of, of Western nuclear family. And I was like, I said to myself, when I saw that headline, and then I Googled it, and this um, particular phrasing is only on right-wing websites. So if I Google BLM and uh, disrupt, here, I already have it, disruption of the nuclear family. It's only on right-wing website, National Review. And, and the National Review headline, and of course Fox News, which isn't news, and the New York Post from 2020, BLM removes website last, language blasting the nuclear family. Who the... F I mean, that's how much they, they are... They're ignorant, of course, but they hate the american people they hate the fact that the american people if they would well, just hate the notion that the the american people might one day get together and um you know regardless of pigment we might confront our racist ass history and do something about it which will create a more perfect union and a democracy that works for all. But that's what they don't want. The billionaires who fund the millionaires who tell the dumbasses not to get vaccinated while they're vaccinated and then put them on there as their and proclaim them heroes but are silent about them when they die. This is what these Fox News morons are doing. It's a deliberate perversion of truth and fact, like Henry Wallace said. But they take, they take a smidgen, a little slice of something, and they take it out of context. So, for example, this. If you will notice now, in general, whenever a right-wing website mentions, it seems to me, it mentions... Black Lives Matter, though they will include this phrase, Black Lives Matter, call, that calls for the disruption of the nuclear family. And I'm going to show you what, how full of shit they are. But they take a phrase out of context and they throw it in there because they know their dupes are eager to swallow bullshit. Because they're racist. They are racist themselves. And they are afraid. There's, a diff there's more levels of fear, though. 
the idiots are afraid that people are going to come and sl- uh, slice their throat in the night. I don't know. I-, I told you that story when I was at the Mike Malloy gathering in uh, back back when before the pandemic, and it was during Trump, the nightmare of the less vote getting Trump scam administration. The you know the treasonous hate hate America group was in charge. And they were, of course, tickling racist funny bones and talking about building a wall. And there were all this talk about coyotes and caravans. And one of the women who was attending the event, we were talking and she said, I said, who the fuck, you know, who believes this bullshit? She said, my mother, my mother, who she, I, I try to tell her that, you know, these are lies and I show her, I'll show her pictures. Like she showed her the picture of that, I mean, that, that abhorrent photo of the soldiers opening fire. What, I mean, what was it? They were, they were tear gassing, right? Tear gas, border, let's see. Uh, the women and children, they were tear gassing women and children. And there was a, it was an awful photo of a woman and her child in diapers running. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, sir, there you go. That's the photo. Which I think won awards and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, this is what uh, the brave men of the Border Patrol were doing tear gassing women and children in diapers and these are desperate people who are looking to escape violence and death in failed states that we helped create of course the republicans they're dumbasses they don't say they wouldn't tell the morons the truth they talk about caravans and coyotes and they're they're bringing guns they're bringing you know they're rapists uh, some of them are good people but and the this woman was telling me her mother thinks she really believes that these caravans are going to come and they are going to, um, you know, slit her throat in the night. And she showed her this picture of this, of the woman and the children being tear gassed. And she said, the mother said, oh, that's fake. That's Photoshop. It's made to make Trump look bad. Honey, you don't got to make Trump look bad. He looks bad. He's been looking... I mean, he has looked bad since Zygote. So, that's what we're up against. And, and the other... <laughs> this just um, another, um, another alarming fact. The woman lives in New Jersey. She doesn't live on a border state. She believes... That's what her daughter told me, that she actually believes caravans are coming and they're going to hurt her. And she's afraid. And I, it outrages me how stupid people are. The lies outrage me, of course. But also the abuse outrages me. These people are being abused. When you're in a position of leadership, you you have a responsibility, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, especially in a so-called democratic republic. The thing a representative 
should never do is uh, cause fear for their con- in the in the lives of their constituents unnecessarily just because they want to trigger an outcome they need it for political gain the, so they're going to torment people who are already tormented they they have issues i suppose is is that representing your people i mean lying to them telling them other others the other is coming to hurt you and kill you take what you have and they fall for it the oldest tricks in the book it's unreal but wait hold on boom let me see where's this here we go so as far so you know as far as this other article schools across america implement blm week of action that calls for disruption of the nuclear of the western nuclear family this is this is how right-wing propaganda outlets not news it's not fox news enough joe biden enough enough validating this propaganda but this is how the propaganda outlets are celebrating black history month by of course stoking racism stoking fear dividing the american people with with lies so every time if you will notice they they'll say black lives matter that calls for the disruption of the western nuclear family and i was and i thought that can't be true this is bullshit so i did what i do and i and i was googling it and all of all of the uh all of the articles that mentioned um yeah that this phrase black lives matter is going to destroy the nuclear family um <clears throat> they were all from right wing websites the cesspools more specifically including well fox news is a cesspool and newsmax and uh, yeah just the pimple on the ass of america that's what these right-wingers are so i was like what are they talking about and i went to and of course there were teachers uh, the 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 people for um great better education all these bullshit groups popping up that are funded by you know the rich they're funded they're not grassroots groups they are there they are created like in when we were trying to have obamacare all of these groups popped up suddenly funded by the health insurance racket and here we are i mean they 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 don't have the best interest of the american people at heart that's for sure so i was reading okay let me read this article where is it well national review let me read the fox news one I think it's shorter. Schools across America are implementing the Black Lives Matter at school week action, a week of action curriculum that calls for the disruption of the Western nuclear family dynamics. And I, I and, and I was like, if if this were a legitimate news source, of course, they don't have I mean, they don't they would have a link. They would have something that pointed to 
what they're what the bullshit they're saying. You know, it's something to back it up. And of course they don't. That calls for the disruption of the Western nuclear family. Sounds very scary, doesn't it? What are they going to do? Black Lives Matter. What are they going to do? They're going to come in and they're going to disrupt. They're going to disrupt Ted Cruz's family. And they're, I mean, it's going to be, it's, uh, you know, we need Candace Owens on the Supreme Court, I suppose. Anyway, to stop it. But so it goes on. This week of action started on Monday in several schools from Washington State to Massachusetts, bringing to classrooms the activist-based curriculum that preaches controversial ideas. What controversial ideas? Of course, leave that to the imagination of the morons. Don't give them references. Don't point them to whatever you're, you're saying that's going to back up your bullshit because it's bullshit. Just quote. Quote something. Take something out of context. And then talk about they're, they're pushing controversial ideas. What ideas? And everybody can leave that up to the, the dupes because, I don't know, maybe the idea of uh, killing Whitey. And that's what, you know, this is what the, the underlying statement is. This is what they want them to feel. According to the Week of Action, this is from the article, Week of Action Starter Kit published on the Black Lives Matter at School website, the group has a list of four national demands. National demands. Well, you know, those uppity people with darker pigment include funding counselors, not cops, Oh, the humanity and mandating black history and ethnic studies in classrooms. How horrible. Additionally, the week of action curriculum centers itself on 13 Black Lives Matter uh, guiding principles, which includes concepts such as black villages and globalism. All right. So I was like, what the F are these racist pricks talking about? Let's go to... The Black Lives Matter. Well, they, where is it? Where the hell is it? Wait a minute. They pointed to it. The starter kit. There we go. I had it open in another window, but I can't find it. Oh, here it is. There we go. So I was like, disrupt. So, okay. Hold on a second. Let me lower this music. And say thank you. Thank you, Jim, of course, for your super chat. And then thank you, Errol, for your super chat. Errol says, why is it so difficult for Republic clowns and their bootlickers to acknowledge Eisenhower <laughs> as the last real Republican? Oh, well, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, that will never happen, of course, but... They are not a... There's no Republican Party anymore. There's no Eisenhower Republican Party. So that's why they will never acknowledge it. They'll just point to Lincoln and say, look, um, we Democrats were the racists in 1865 and Lincoln freed the slaves. So as Uncle, Uncle Tim Scott says, there's no racism in America. America is not a racist country. And Marjorie Taylor Greene actually said, I thought racism was over. 
they're really freaking out that Joe Biden is, well, he promised to nominate and put someone on the Supreme Court who represents, uh, you know, has darker pigment. These freaks are freaking out because, you know, if all things are equal, um, in their mind, straight acting white greed-centered ghouls and ghosts of the Gilded Age are the only legitimate selections because they are they are obviously superior. This is what they... That's the underlying message there. So here's what they're talking about. In Black Lives Matter Starter Kit, they're talking about different things, uh, different Black Lives... Well, they're calling it principles, restorative justice, empathy loving engagement, right? Why don't they say the Black Lives Matter movement or group or starter kit that, that calls for loving engagement? No, they, you better believe that one of their, uh, it wasn't Ted Cruz himself, but one of these Republican operatives was probably in the bowels of the Heritage Foundation or something like that, and I do mean bowels because it stinks down there and they're full of shit. And they told them, look at the Black Lives Matter starter kit that they're putting out there and, and put cherry pick phrases and words that will make the white victimitis suffering, well, professional victimitis suffering white aggrieved Republican base it will activate them, it'll tickle their racist funny bones, and it'll, it'll keep them outraged for another day. And right here is, is the proof. Why don't they say the Black Lives Matter m guiding principle or movement uh, that calls for empathy? Right? They, of course... So other things, they talk about transgender affirming is the commitment to continue and make, to make space for our trans brothers and sisters, queer affirming, collective value, which means that all black lives, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location matter. And these are just, you know, guiding principles. Like they say, this is what's in our heart. We want, for example, they're saying black families create a space that is family friendly, friendly and free from patriarchal practices, which that's, that's what the Republicans are scared of. They need hierarchy. They want hierarchy. They want you to know that you. They want you to know that you're a little bit higher on the ladder, you white little racist idiots. You're higher on the ladder, and you got to keep people with darker pigment in their place. So, in this guiding principle document, it says Black Villages is the disruption of the Western nuclear family dynamics and a return to collective village that takes care of each other. That's it. That's what they say. It's a principle. We want a community that helps each other, like in black villages, as opposed to the Western patriarchal hierarchy where you're on your own, Jack. That's what that's about. 
And back in the day, you know, the whole uh, when the when the this patriarchal power structure is we're something we're still trying to overcome. When people immigrated during uh, the Founders' Day, you had to declare your wives like a property, like your horses, like uh, your possessions. Women had absolutely no rights. The only rights you had were in context of your man. So it's just an idea. It's something to think about. It's something to to discuss. Like, when I was in college, this is what you did. You discussed, you read books, you were exposed to different ideas, and then you had conversations about it. You wrote papers about it. That made you a, an informed person, a critical thinker. I loved college because, I, and when, when I look back, you know, they assign books to you that maybe you would never have read. I read so many books I would probably have not read if I weren't, uh, if it wasn't on the list. It exposes you to new ideas. So you start thinking, well, is this, is the Western nuclear family that as if that's a, um, that's normal, as if it's from on high, it's in our DNA and it's not. They only want that. They only want the power structure hierarchy because it's working for them. They don't want to talk about what does it mean. Um, as far as this is concerned, black villages is the disruption of the Western nuclear family dynamics and a return to a collective village that takes care of each other. That's threatening to them, and it's as if it's really going to happen anyway. But all it does is, at least not in our lifetime, all that statement is, is a, is a call for a conversation. Is, and the fact is, we know that throughout history, things weren't always, um, you know, the Western white man at the top. And living in times back in the day when you had to, you had to rely on each other. So maybe we, uh, in Western civilization, we've become too uh, disconnected, not uh, a feeling of we're not in this together, we're not our brother's keeper, fuck e pluribus unum. That's all this is talking about, and it's not even threatening. It's the disruption of the Western nuclear family because, but it's an ideal. We're discussing... Well, what does it mean to have a return to a collective village that takes care of each other, where you give a crap about each other? Isn't that also what the Republicans are call for all the time? Oh, of course, when it was sort of like when Hillary Clinton said it takes a village and they they shit their diapies. It only takes a village if if they are getting what they want. It takes a village to take care of them, but everybody else can go pound sand. As long as the government and all of the, you know, the socialist government that they are, the socialist programs, I should say, that um, they're benefiting from. It's the Goldilocks syndrome. 
government is just right. It's just big enough when it's serving them. But all this is, it's not a, it's just a conversation. It's a way of looking at things. If, like we say, if black lives actually mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. We would say, I mean, if all lives actually matter, I should say, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. It's kind of like that. When you think about, okay, they're saying disruption of the nuclear. It's it's a it's a thought. It's not an action. We're not. Nobody's calling for them to go run a drive their car into a crowd of protest of right wingers and disrupt disrupt that nuclear family. No, it's not. But but okay, that's complex thinking and republicans know that no matter what these republicans they're not they're not complex thinkers in fact they've done studies on republicans well just on brain studies and whatnot and a conservatives are low effort thinkers Uh, i know i mean i remember one time talking to a friend of mine and he was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear this because it's sort of like eugenics in a way. There's something fundamentally wrong with people's brain. And it's not. It's not like that. It's Nobody's saying that these people shouldn't be, you know, isn't, are, are less or shouldn't exist. But it's a fact that low-effort thinkers are attracted to conservative ideology because it makes them feel safe. They feel they need the hierarchy because they need somebody to save them from all of the others who don't know their place, their, their supposed place. And that's what, you know, that's why they want a, a Trump. And because they would rather they would rather associate with him than the people that that they're afraid of. They're fear based. And that's another brain study. You know, they could tell (laughs) they did brain scans and those with larger amygdalas, which is the fear center of the brain, were attracted to conservative ideology. And they could and they also did studies that went on for years following children as they grew and they could tell when, when they looked back in retrospect, the children who were um you know not as dumb were ended up to be the progressives and the stupid ones were racist and dumb and republican oh yeah we could talk about that let's see children let's see if i can find that study i used to have a sheet of all of these i got to get that together again of all these older these articles, some of them are not, they don't, the links are broke now, but it was, here I have it, conservative. Because uh, you know what we hear from right-wingers, they're always like, liberalism is a mental disorder. And wh- why? Why? Let's hear it. Because it's mental? It's, uh, it's nothing, there's nothing more human than progressive ideology, than liberals. We're in this together. That's humans, honey. I, we're not, I'm not saying that that's mother nature. 
dictating it and saying that we need each other. That's why they put the, she put in our uh, our our DNA the the need, you know, to be to be connected, to be with each other. Why would it be that babies who aren't held have life life whatever life i don't know if it's lifelong but they have they suffer psych, psychological damage let me see let me see mental that proves to me that you know mother nature programmed us to be interdependent it doesn't happen to to people to lizards and whatnot with the that the the kind of brain that they have they have they don't have the oxytocin chemical that connects them to other lizards they don't feel other lizards pain they don't care because they don't have that part of the brain we do we that's why you feel love that's why you feel um lonely like you want to be with other people and because really is we we want to be connected that's the that is human nature everything that the republicans are calling for are it goes against humanity that's why we're on the right side of humanity of decency dignity democracy right 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 i know i look very tired but I am, I slept a lot. So that's good. But people on the, the podcast, that's fine. It's better off you don't see me. <laughs> um, where is it? I need a producer. A real one, not a cat. Oh, I found it. Where the hell is it? I hate when that happens. You find it and then it pops away. Cause then it, cause it's filling up with everything. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Political, political conservatism is political conservatism a form of mental insanity? Let's see if that's still up there. Yep, it's not there. From Psychology Today, it was it was like fifteen years old. But here's another one. Let's hope this is working. The study found that young adults who said they were very conservative had an average IQ of 95, whereas those who said they were very liberal averaged 106. That doesn't surprise me. Because really, it does take maturity and intellectual curiosity. People who have higher IQs or whatever, they it's just... You know, you want to, you, you want to, you know, you're interested in this crazy, complex world. Uh-oh, the producer's getting up. Oh, okay, he's just shifting positions. <laughs> Pardon me, I don't have a button. Look here, this is an article from 2010. It's just as relevant today. Trying to show it to you. And thanks for hanging out, everybody. It's really nice that you're here. And that you don't, you know, you don't expect um, a produced, highly produced perfection. 
I appreciate that. I guess that's part of the charm of the show. <laughs> we got cats stepping on keyboards in between me fumbling around for articles. What the hell? Why can't I? You know what? Ugh. Sometimes ECAM. So annoying. Okay. Liberalism, atheism, and male sexual exclusivity linked to IQ from CNN posting about the study from 2010. Political, religious, and sexual behaviors may be reflections of intelligence, a new study finds. Evolutionary psychologist Satoshi Kanazawa at the London School of Economics and Political Science correlated data on these behaviors with IQ from a large national U.S. sample that found that on average, People who identified as very liberal, I mean, as liberal and atheist had higher IQs. This applied also to sexual exclusivity in men, but not in women. The findings will be published in March of 2010 on the Social Psychology Quarterly. The IQ differences, while st statistically significant, are not stunning on the order of 6 to 11 points, and the data should not be used to stereotype or make assumptions about people. Of course, we don't make assumptions, right? <laughs> no, I do. I make a lot of assumptions, but I'm usually proved right. I wish I was proven wrong. Like, I make a lot of assumptions if someone's a vehement, rabid, anti-gay or anti-trans or whatever. There's something they're, they're, they're suffering with themselves. Something. Usually it's, they're a closet case somehow. And they're mad that other people have the courage to live authentic lives, no matter what it takes. There's nothing more courageous than that. That's why the Republicans are, they're very sad too. When I think about trans people, I think about the courage it takes to live an authentic life, to come out, to be yourself in this, in this effed up world. I think about Robin Kincaid. There is nothing, I mean, she's a hero of mine. To, uh, at, uh, I mean, to just finally, it doesn't matter uh, whether you're whatever age you are, to, to say, I'm going to live whatever time I have left as my authentic self, regardless of what people, whatever the reaction might be. I think hopefully the, her, she's, she's had a lot of support, but I know that she's received uh, hate mail and things like that from, from right-wingers. But these right-wingers are, they would, they would never have the courage. They don't have it. They don't even have a, th a thimble of the courage that she has and that other trans people have. Because in spite of it all, it's, it's, to me, it's beautiful. In spite, it just confirms that human beings... Uh, I mean, the, the, the potential of human beings, people who are, uh, who just, in spite of the hate, in spite of the, the Republicans, 
sowing hate and violence against people who are just trying to goddamn live this blip of time, whatever they do, trans people are not going away. Which says that, you know, trans people have been here forever, as so have gay people, so have every other people. Of certain cultures, this stupid culture, we have, uh, you know, a lot of dummies here. A lot of scared little dummies. I, I remember watching some Republican, and uh, anti-gay Republican, and he was saying how uh, that gays are just hedonists. And... It was uh, they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to marry or be equal citizens because they're just hedonists, which to me <laughs> sounded like this guy. He is so goddamn jealous. He's in the closet. Hedonists? No, it's not hedonism. It's just living, living, living this life free. Building a life with somebody you want to build a life with. If they have the same pee-pee, oh well. What do you care? But this guy's calling it... He- I mean, it's just validated. He's clo- he's in the closet. He thinks it's hedonism. Yeah, I'm sure he's, you know, he's one of these people who's stalking the bathhouses or something back in the day. Because he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have the courage. You know, you got to conform to whatever standard these freaks. But it's always, it's not, it's not human. They talk about freedom, but they are the spokespeople uh, for repression. And they're burning books, taking books out of libraries. That's freedom. They're telling what people can talk about, what you could teach. And we better be very afraid and motivated to do something about these pricks attacking schools all over the country, attacking school boards and curriculum, because the ultimate goal of this is fascism. To entrench the con man in the, in the White House despite receiving fewer votes so they can continue to steal. That's what it's about. And I, I really hope the, there's a Democrat uh, who's close to the White House or somebody in, in power and they watching, they're watching the show and they're picking up some, some of these talking points because the, we have to fight this as an assault on democracy. That's what they're doing. It's not about, they don't give a crap. I mean, really, they're just repressed and backward Neanderthals. No offense to Neanderthals, because I have more Neanderthal DNA than 90% of the American population, according to 23andMe. But so I'm, I was had ancestors who were Neanderthals, okay? But <laughs> you probably did too. It's just, they're, uh, what are they? Well, barbarians, they're, they're fascists. They're filthy fascists who hate democracy and they lack the ability to function. And we know they're nefarious, they're, they're, how they're not acting in the best interests of the American people by the way they 
cherry pick things out of people's statements and then they don't back it up they don't they don't i mean that uh that whole qualifier for for black lives matter according to them is the disruption of the american nuke not the american the western nuclear family is it's it just proves how disingenuous they are they don't have people's best interest at heart and they know better they know that no one's calling for and and in fact even the document itself did it say we call for it's a it's a discussion it's a point of it's a jumping off point where people who are capable of critical thinking can have a conversation is this hierarchy in the western patriarchal power structure which mimics the really mimics the intergenerational aristocracy and that's by design they want it to be the man at the top and everybody else lives or dies on whether his whims or not that's the way they want it a man is the king of his castle but which is uh really not democracy that's not the way we i mean so anyway we're um this i mean it's just a matter of uh it's just a talking point let's have a conversation that's what you do when you're in higher education right you have conversations let's discuss is this a uh, is this natural our soci our sociology our human relationships are are this is this uh, the way it is because we were taught or is it innate is it nature or nurture i mean this is a conversation we're in this together that's all oh and i read that that's what that's saying we're in this together we don't leave people behind there are different ways of considering a community. Should we consider the community uh, isolated pockets of kings of their castle? Or is it a community of, of people who are in it together? Ah, that's what it said to me. Going back to, you know, it's not the, as if the Western way so-called and that's what they think is the is the it's really decreed by god or something so back to this article i mean it's 10 years old but <clears throat> the reasoning is that sexual exclusivity in men liberalism and atheism all go against what would be expected given humans evolutionary past in other words none of these traits would have benefited our early human ancestors but higher intelligence may be associated with them the adoption of some evolutionary not evolutionary yeah yeah am i saying that right novel ideas makes some sense in terms of moving the species forward, said George Washington University leadership professor James Bailey, who was not involved in the study. It also makes perfect sense that more intelligent people with sort of more intelligent firepower are likely to be ones to do that. Bailey said that these preferences may stem from a desire to show superiority. Okay, let's just get to the book, friggin' bottom. 
It helped. Let me see. Religion, the current theory goes, did not help people survive or reproduce necessarily, but goes along the lines of helping people to be paranoid, assuming that, for example, a noise in the distance is a signal or a threat helped early humans prepare in case of danger. And this is what they're saying is that these conservative traits of being afraid and being tribal to the point of uh, ridiculousness, and now we're in fascism, is that it doesn't serve us in the modern world because the modern world is interdependent and we're all, I mean, just like the ancient world was too, but we're, we're living closer together. We're a multiracial democracy. There's none of there's those those um, tribal instincts aren't serving us in the modern world. It hinders us. It's, it separates us and pulls this pulls everybody apart. So they're fear-based is what it's saying, and um, it's not helping to be the, just to be like, what is that? Be afraid, be afraid. And you notice that everything is about fear with them. Everything. There's none of... There, I mean, it's just so pathetic, too. You're going to live your life like that? Fearful, hateful, ugly, duped. I don't talk about ugly on the inside. Just duped. And you look at the conservative Reddit feed. And all I did earlier was I just took the first two articles that came up on the top of the list, and they were both lies, both manipulated, disingenuous lies aimed at making the audience afraid and, uh, and tickling their racist funny bones, too. They're under attack. That's the overarching story on the conservative Reddit feed is that they are victims who are under attack. And everybody else is racist. Uh, and you notice that's what they're doing now? They're saying everybody's racist. Oh, this is a racist, the racist um, attorney general, the race and black lives, not just Black Lives Matter, Black History Month is racist is what they're saying. Because they don't see race. I mean, they're such jokers. It reminds me of the uh, Stephen Colbert, who used, I mean, the old Stephen Colbert show. And whenever somebody brought up race, he would say, I don't see color. I, you're, I'm colorblind. That's what they, I mean, that's the conservative mantra. But of course, they're not, if they're so colorblind, why are the, uh, why, sh let's show, just take a random gerrymandered map and let's talk about the colorblind. Are you kidding me? These idiots, they're drawing maps that your neighbor next door is in a different district than you. And your neighbor across the street's in a different district. They're, it's so ma manipulated. But they understand they don't even have to hide it anymore because they'll get they're in there. They're getting money. They're getting paid. They're not there to represent people. They're there to funnel money to the top and ensure an oligarchy with the trappings of a democracy. That's all. They don't give a crap. If they did, 
they wouldn't be causing their the dummies who follow them to to be afraid what are you what are you doing it's such abuse people don't want to live life like that just leave these fuckers alone they're dumb they're already dumb why do you got to turn them into violent idiots teach them or or, or encourage them to Stop being racist. Encourage them. Maybe read a book. Read The Bluest Eye. I don't know. I read that book. I don't know. I don't know what is what's so controversial. Dummies. I mean, it's it's you know why? It's because it's a perspective that they don't like. They don't want to talk. It makes them uncomfortable, these snowflakes. Remember these snowflakes would talk about, oh, liberals, they need trigger warnings and safe spaces when, meanwhile, here in reality, trigger warnings, it's gone beyond. It's like, it reminds me what's, what's happening right now. It reminds me of Hitler, Hitler's art museum, you know, <laughs> that was all ideal art he decided what was art and what wasn't that and i mean it was just a bunch of white well statues of men and women and the perfect family and all and paintings of men in uniform always glorifying war glorifying this uh you know the hierarchy and then they had another exhibit of degenerate art, actually, is what they called it. Degener- degenerate art, at which they, they said was, um, you know, degenerate slash Jews. But, yeah, what, what's changed? I, lo- I mean, I don't love, <laughs> love in quotes. I love how these, these bastards are always talking about Nazis, too. Everybody else is a Nazi when we are asking them to take a friggin' vaccine that 4 billion human beings have already taken without incident. Um, oh, yeah, that's Nazis. But they don't know anything about Nazis. I, would, I just challenge them. Challenge Marjorie Taylor Greene to... You don't, even, you don't have to write a 10-page paper. Just write a one-page paper without looking on... Uh, Hitler, Hitler's rise. Not that I'm sure it will take more than one page, but you could sum it up if you're so knowledgeable. You're a goddamn representative. How did we get this dumb? It's embarrassing. They don't even have the the ability to be embarrassed, though. I wanted to talk about, too, Ted Cruz suggesting, I'm sure, with... Uh, because he's a he's just a professional troll now too. That's all they do. They have podcasts, but he's suggesting Candace Owens because that's the only person with darker pigment that they know and like because she's a human shield. She is a human shield for Republican bigotry. Why don't they? I first of all, I wouldn't even be surprised if he if he recommended Diamond and Silk. <laughs> Both of them would be like one person on the Supreme Court. Why don't we have Diamond and Silk? Why don't we have Candace Owens? What about Rosa Parks? Well, she's dead. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's, you know, because they don't know anybody else. They need their human shields. Like during the Republican debate, when back in the day, this is before Trump, who's your favorite female in American history? You remember that? I, I've talked about this before. You should probably find that clip. And they were, they said, uh, they had a hard time. They were like, hmm, um, uh, Margaret Thatcher. The, the fucker actually said Margaret Thatcher. And she's not an American. They had to remind her we're talking America. Oh, right. Um, let me think. Um, humana, humana, humana. Rosa Parks. Oh, yeah, good one. Rosa Parks. I like Rosa Parks. And then they were like, okay, you down the road. Ro- yeah, yeah. What he said. Rosa Parks. Because that's all they got. They don't know anybody. And we all know, too, that if Rosa Parks were alive today, or if we were back in time and Rosa Parks said, hell no, I'm not going to the back of the bus and was arrested, the Republicans would be like, oh, this is too soon. Just like they were back in the day, you know, the conservatives. Oh, too soon. You're you're just pushing too soon. Incremental, incremental. And, um, of course, there would be others who would be celebrating the bus driver. Right? Just like the Nazis celebrated the janitor who turned in Sophie Stahl and her and her brother in the White Rose Society who were uh, 22 years old decapitated by the Nazis for um, for speaking the truth but they would that that janitor the night they had a big rally the Nazis and he was celebrated like a hero the night that they put these young people to death for speaking the truth. Well, that's, you know, oh, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks. Yeah, yeah, what he said. It was so pathetic. They are pathetic. How do we have so many dummies in leadership? You know how? Because of the corrupt system. We know it's money and politics. It really goes down to that. And the way the system's set up to attract the greed-centered sociopaths and narcissists who just want to get in front of a camera and, and siphon money out of the taxpayer, whatever. Just siphon it. Just suck it up like a goddamn parasite. So just to wrap up this article, participants who said they were atheists had an average IQ of 103 in adolescence when adults who said they were religious averaged 97 And the study found atheism allows someone to move forward and speculate on life without any concern for dogmatic structure and religion. Historically, anything that's new and different can be seen as a threat in terms of religious beliefs. Almost all religious systems are about permanence. Right. And hierarchy. That's one thing. I mean, you guys, whatever. I don't want to. That's a whole other road we can go down because I don't. I was raised Catholic. You guys know I don't... I mean, I practice Buddhism now. I I belong to the Soka Gakkai. But, you know, when I... My mother was a nun and all, and I... She was very upset. <laughs> She's like, you're a Buddhist. But she had no idea what it meant, what that means. 
and I'm, I just I identify with Buddhism. I always did, even when I was a kid. It just seemed like common sense to me. Yeah, we're all connected. Okay. Well, I'm not waiting for some man to save me, some man on a cloud. I, I never got it, really. I never understood when I, I mean, maybe some people will be offended. Um, I, know, I do know some Christians who are actually Christian. They're, they're liberals. They're normal. And they follow the teachings of Jesus. Which, uh, they're not uh, just gay bashing. In fact, they're not gay bashing. One of my friends who I grew up with is uh, a pastor now, and he's gay. But And he was always religious. Good for him. But he was also, in my opinion, following Jesus. He's a real Christian. I wish there were more of them. I really do. I, I say it all the time. I wish that the Republicans really did love Jesus. We wouldn't be having these problems. But, yeah, they don't. They hate Jesus. And if he came back, they'd crucify him again. You know that. They would crucify his ass in a second. They hate him. He came down and was talking about loving your neighbor talking about give well giving out free health care oh boy they have a very sick god it is just a giant version of themselves but to me well, just the religion in general i find it a little bit disempowering is i guess the word sitting around waiting for somebody to save you Come off a cloud and like go booga booga booga. Okay, I answered your prayers. It's weird. Okay. Alrighty. So, given that human ancestors had a keen interest in the survival of their offspring and nearest kin, the conservative approach, looking out for people around you first, fits with the evolutionary picture more than liberalism. Yes, but that was, we're talking about thousands of years ago prehistory now it doesn't serve us the it is unnatural for humans to be concerned about total strangers he said the study found that young adults and he's talking about now um, who said they were very conservative had an average adolescent iq of 95 whereas those who said they were very liberal averaged 106 it also makes sense that conservatism as a worldview of keeping things stable would be a safer approach than venturing towards the unfamiliar. And that's what Republican, you know, they have a choice. The Republican leadership could help their constituents and direct them and advise them to, to evolve, not to stay stuck on stupid that, you know, the world keeps evolving with or without them, and it's evolving without them. That's what they can't stand. People are writing books. People are coming out of the closet still, in spite of their fear, uh, you know, the Republican fear and violence and threats. Because humanity will always find a way. It's always the, uh, these fear-based Right-wingers standing in the way, yelling stop. 
As William F. Buckley said, conservatism stands athwart history yelling stop. As if that's a good thing? Well, I guess you could say it depended on where you're going, but what's, what's so good about that? You're just a douche. We're here, we're evolving, we're building a community that works for all, and then we have some old, some old crackers pop up yelling stop. Because they need, they want it their way. And they have to. It's so unnatural, you understand? It, because they, it's so unnatural they have to lie so much. You don't have to lie. If you're on the right side of history and decency and dignity, so many, so many goddamn lies. It never stops. And that's why when I was looking at that conservative Reddit, I was thinking, these fuckers are being inundated with nonstop lies. But they asked for it. You know, they're eating a shit sandwich because they ordered it. They want it. So. Just to sum it up. From this article from 10 years ago, it says vegetarianism, while not strongly associated with IQ in the study, has been shown to be related to intelligence. Look at that. Uh, You're welcome. I don't know. I'm only kidding. This also fits into Bailey's idea that unconventional preferences appeal to people with higher intelligence and can also be a means of showing superiority. None of this means that the human species is evolving towards a future where these traits are the default more intelligent people don't have more children, so moving away from the trajectory is not going to happen. Okay. Whatever. Here's... What else? Wait. I'm looking at my list. Oh, you can't see it. Let me show you. This is the the Word document I have for years that has all these studies on it and whenever I would find something an interesting article about how Republicans are fundamentally incapable of functioning in a free democratic society I would include it on the list a study funded by the government US government has concluded that conservatism can be explained psychologically as a set of neuroses (laughs) rooted in fear and aggression dogmatism and the intolerance of ambiguity from the guardian let's see if that opens yep i remember this too that was from oh it says 2003 that's how long ago and i remember when this came out and the republicans were were outraged they were like this is saying that we're dumb or stupid well um why don't you look in the mirror? And then, of course, remember, well, it's just reminding me of Obama when there, when the FBI published that right-wingers were the greatest threat to the American people and the right-wingers went nuts on, on, the, on their propaganda channel. And what did Obama do? He... He scaled it back. He rolled it back. You know, you can't, you got to give the whiners what they want. You got to concede. You have to compromise with the snakes. You know, like a three-fifth compromise type thing. 
Here's oh yeah, because they the right wingers were very upset from reason pathologic uh, pathologizing. How do you pronounce that? Pathologic. I can't talk. Pathologizing. <laughs> okay, people are tuning out. Conservatism is it unfortunate? Is it an unfortunate evolutionary holdover or the ba- product of bad upbringing? That's probably both. Here's another one. Today's GOP meets the definition of cult. And that's what I mean. This wasn't, this isn't, um, you know, yesterday or today. This was an article. This is an article from 2009. I'm trying to show it to you, too. What am I in? Safari? Oh, okay. Hard to read. Something, for some reason, I guess they're. This is an old website, an article, but that their their what do you call it? Their menu is on top of it. I guess the guess it broke somehow. Somebody writes. I saw a great post over at Steve Bennon's blog, not Steve Bennon on how the GOP today meets 14 out of 15 core characteristics of a cult. This was back in the day when I was still, I was already, and Mike Malloy was screaming about this, the cult, the fascism, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. Here we go. That's the proof. Never stop, but they've been a cult a long time. They, but they found their glorious dim leader. Another. Let's see if this is up. See, it's old. The American right is trapped in a hyperbolic and dysfunctional world. From here's another one. Psychology Today. Conservatism linked to lack of education. <laughs> And that's what their that reason article was talking about. Because whenever something like this would come out, Republicans get very touchy. Because they never. What's one thing they don't want to do? They like walls. They don't want to build a mirror to look at themselves. Because that's like they can't handle it. The power of political misinformation. Hmm. Hate and violence are encoded in the DNA of the American right. Another article. These these are old. I'm talking 10 years ago. So whatever we're talking about now is the symptom. They've been at this a long time. They've been a cult a long-ass time. All right. Let's talk about Whoopi. I see you guys talking about Whoopi in the chat. Who's here? Hi, guys. And thank you for your super chats, of course. If you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, it will help keep us going and growing. Let me shut this music off. Because Friday is the day that we need to follow the music, but it helps me during the week. But... Just know what time, you know, what time it is and whatnot. Even though yesterday we went on for four hours. That's probably why my, I have, I'm, have a raspy voice. 
<clears throat> and now I'm choking. <clears throat> All right, where the heck is Whoopi? So you probably know Whoopi Goldberg. So first day of Black History Month is yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on The View, Whoopi Goldberg said that, oh, in a Holocaust Remembrance Day. I think I have it here. I have a few. I wasn't able to output them. So we might have to watch them off my screen flow. And Whoopi... The thing is, Whoopi was... So she said that the Holocaust wasn't had had nothing to do with race. It had to do with man's inhumanity to man. And she, I mean, all right. Let me let's just play it so we can talk about it. Because I have feelings about this too. I'm sure you do as well. How's everybody doing? Good. All right, let's play this off the screen here. Goldberg suspended for two weeks for her comments about the Holocaust. Ariel Reshev has the story. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning to you, George. Though Goldberg has apologized, her comments sparked a firestorm, some seeing this as a troubling sign of fading understanding about the horrors of the Holocaust. This morning, ABC News suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks in response to her inflammatory remarks about the Holocaust. <clears throat> ABC News President Kim Godwin saying in a statement, effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family, and communities. If you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. On Monday's show, the host of ABC's The View inaccurately claimed the Holocaust was not related to race. It's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg appearing to double down on The Colbert Show that night. The American experience tends to be based on skin. Yes. And so that is what race means to me. Mm -hmm. When you talk about Ugh, uh, these people being a racist, I was saying you can't call this racism. This Why? is evil. Mm -hmm. This wasn't this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm -hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. Then tweeting an apology, saying in part, the Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. And the next day, opening the view with this. I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know and y'all know, because I've always done that. By the end of the Holocaust, just 77 years ago, six million Jews had been murdered. That might not fit exactly or feel different than the way we think about race in 21st century America, where primarily it's about people of color. But throughout the Jewish people's history, they have been marginalized, they have been persecuted. They have been slaughtered in large part because many people felt they were not just a different religion. 
but indeed a different race. The head of the Anti-Defamation League warning anti-Semitism is still a real and present danger. Yeah. People on good faith on the left and the right to call this out forcefully, <clears throat> fully, without hesitation. And studies show an alarming decline in knowledge about the Holocaust at a time when anti-Semitism has surged to unprecedented levels. The FBI saying Jews are the most targeted for religious-based hate crimes in this country. And George, as you heard there, Goldberg saying she regrets her comments and any hurt they may have caused. Yes, she did. Okay, Ariel, thanks very much. Well, hey there. Well, hey there. So, all right, let me get this up. Yeah, um... This is what I mean, it's so annoying uh, that they they send her home without whatever they want her to think about her words, and just the arrogance. Here's what annoys me. Okay, whether I I don't know. If, hold on, I'm just trying to get the goddamn ecam up. Where the heck is it? Come on, there we go. So. You know what annoys me about this? Yeah, uh, the history is, of course, Jewish people were targeted by the Nazis in general, and but it's 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 deeper. The this is why I believe. I mean, it's like the whole society is kind of in on it they, of perpetrating and perpetuating um, race racist divisions. Of course, we have to talk about the Holocaust in regard to the assault and the genocide, the uh, the Nazi vilification of the Jews, to put it mildly, and other groups as well, including gays, including, um, you know, socialists, labor organizers, anybody who was a pain in the ass, but primarily Jews because it was that was Hitler's Hitler was a disgusting racist. And my, my, I think Whoopi um, is, she's annoying. She's also malinformed and misinformed. And the problem of our, our, our society is that these misinformed and malinformed people have entirely too much say. They don't have a platform. I mean, I don't, <laughs> people who, I don't have a platform. But they have a large platform, and why? When they, they're adding bullshit to, they're not advancing the conversation. See, in my opinion, yes, it, the Holocaust, of course, was about race and targeting minority groups, especially the Jews, because Hitler was a freaking rabid anti-Semite. And even when he dictated his last whatever his last ramblings in the bunker it was all about the jews the jews the jews and yeah uh, so whoopi's statement it's the reason it annoys me so much is because she's talking about pigment again everybody is pigment and it's so ridiculous to me it's yes of course it's about man's inhumanity to man but when you forget or when you deliberately remove the target of man's inhumanity to man you're really you're symbolically annihilating them again that's what that is and uh 
there this is what annoys me the whole society it feels like especially the the power structure and people who have these large platforms it they're all kind of in on the um the the divisions let's who's i mean it's like whoopi wants i guess i don't know she's wait hold on i hit the wrong button and sending her home for two weeks without well, she's they're sending her home without her show wait hold on let me let me play to what think about it what why shouldn't she should have known this shit before why did you give her a platform people are dumb people are ignorant right now megan mccain is writing for the daily mail she's writing articles who who cares what she she is malinformed and misinformed too and all these these people who they have too much power and too much too much of a, a reach joe rogan i mean all of the dummies it's a poison and um you know it, it's just well Joe Biden is a ama- is an amazing doctor. That's all I gotta say. She's an amazing doctor. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get this shit. Here we go. Let's see. On Monday's show, the host of ABC's The View inaccurately claimed the Holocaust was not related to. Oops, I hit the wrong button. On on Monday's show, the host of ABC's The View inaccurately claimed the Holocaust was not related to race. It's not about race. It's not about race. And her her arrogance about it, too. I mean, we talk about, uh, on this show, race. Race is a construct. The, The other thing that annoys me is that the entire society seems to be invested in the divisions, the distinctions without a difference. And I, I would hope, and maybe there will be a day when we will teach children, children will learn about, yeah, looking back in time, how stupid people were to attack people just because they were different in some form. I hope. Because I hope that in the future, you know, pigment doesn't matter. But of course, it seems like in this clip, of the other thing is that Whoopi seems to be kind of negating the experience of, of the Jews in Nazi Germany because of her own, uh, looking through everything through her own, her own lens. But I, I do hope that in the future, I mean, when we talk about darker pigment, I, I, it just seems to me that, or whiter pigment and uh, all kinds of pigment separating people. Like, for example, when, so what was it? What's her name? Oh, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, she uh, got in trouble for of course she's dumb and a filthy racist of course but she said something about yellow people and um people said you know that's gross and disgusting and dehumanizing but why isn't black people calling you know talking about these distinctions without a difference why isn't that dehumanizing i just the fact that when you call somebody, when you say yellow people, that's a, uh, you know, that's derogatory. 
it really does highlight the fact that we have we've decided that some pigments are uh, shouldn't be addressed somehow and others it's okay that we point out the pigment color uh, I, don't, I feel like it's weird but for exa another example what was that um, there was a recent BBC show about Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn See, and the actress who played Anne Boleyn had darker pigment. Did you see that show? It's now they're showing it in America. Let me see. Anne Boleyn show. Here we go. And I love, I love history. You guys know. And I, I do love the history of the Tudors. And I watched it, and I have to tell you, the first, the first episode. I mean, she's great. The woman who plays Anne Boleyn, Jodie Turner Smith, was awesome. I'm trying to show you her. Here it is. Did anybody see that? Anybody on the chat? And I have to say, so uh, having know knowing a little bit a bit about the Tudor period and being a fan of other uh, other shows with Hen Henry the Eighth, the Tudors on Showtime and whatnot, um, the first episode it was a little weird. You know, there was somebody with darker pigment playing Anne Boleyn, and by the third episode, and it's really there's just three episodes. I I didn't. It didn't matter, and I real and I saw the genius in it because it's really about the human experience, and that's universal, regardless of pigment. The sad thing on uh, on the uh, the show, um, the reviews for the show online, and on I sh I watched the show on AMC. And it had what, two stars. And we know why. And when you look at the reviews, people are pissed off that Anne Boleyn is being played by somebody with darker pigment. But to me, it felt like this is genius, what they did. And in the future, it's not going to matter. It will not matter. Who play? Uh, they'll... Uh, People are telling stories about... They're telling human stories. And that belongs to everybody, regardless of pigment. So I, I do believe that in the future, <laughs> if we make it, if we get these fascists back in history's trash pile where they belong, this is going to be the norm. There'll be shows and movies and different actors and actresses of different pigment will play these roles. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Oh, so what? Anne Boleyn had lighter pigment than the actress who played her. Who effing cares? Only by, only, the only people who care are the racists. And, and this, um, the reviews from the racists were uh, coming from a place of, uh, of fear. 
they're being annihilated. That's what it feels like to them. Oh, we're being attacked again. Uh, I just thought, good, I'm glad. I'm glad the BBC had the courage to put on a production like this, which was awesome. And that Jodie Turner-Smith had the courage to take that role. She, she killed it. She nailed it. It was awesome. And I believe, uh, you know, it's definitely blazing a trail there. Wait, where are you guys? Where are you? Let me go back to Whoopi. I just want to know, did you, did you see that show? What, what is your opinion? Did you see it? Yeah, it's really true. And that's kind of, I thought it was great because it, it was the human experience. And I saw for myself that I needed to, you know, I needed to adjust too. It was a little strange. Like I said, I was like, oh, Anne Boleyn is being played by somebody with darker pigment. This is weird. But it didn't matter. By the th and I, rec I realized that. It was just involved in the human drama that has no... Uh, nobody, you know, no pigment has a corner market on human drama. I know that, in, and like I said, in the future... That's what's going to be. We will tell stories. Human beings have been telling stories forever. That's what we do. Back in, you know, ancient history, in the ancient Greece, going to the theater was like a religious experience. And it was, you needed to go, it was, it was mandatory. And sometimes the, the performances would last for um, 24 hours and more. And, and back then, only men could play the roles. That's another thing. So, you know, we change, we evolve. It doesn't seem weird now that women are playing roles that are women. Does it? But back then, that would be scandalous and unheard of. Just like... The, the 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 show is called Anne Boleyn, just like the actress and the actors who blazed the trail. I really, you know, some of the complaints were, oh, it's a gimmick, it's a... This. But taking away from the story, it was... Uh, somebody's got to blaze a trail, right? That's right. Pookie's mama, Irene, says, people have been painting Jesus... As an Italian white man, that's <laughs> so true. Uh, but the but the the right wingers when they when they out when outraged about the show Anne Boleyn, it's because they're afraid. That's what they think. They're oh, we're being erased. No, honey, you're not being erased. You're a human. How can we erase you? We are we are sharing the human experience and that doesn't belong to you or your pigment it belongs to everybody and i thought it was i don't know i know i keep saying the same thing but i really did think it was genius and and necessary i'm glad they did it i hope they do more i hope they just do more shows where historical shows who cares where oh put put uh 
do a show on Caesar. Make him have somebody with darker pigment. Oh my God, they'll they'll flip out, right? <laughs> it's true. Winston Smith says, while I think Whoopi, where would you go? Well, I think Whoopi is wrong for what she said. I asked this, what does suspending her do? How does that help her learn from this? Exactly. It just seems like we're dumb. It, the whole response to, well, why don't you, we heard what Whoopi said. She vehemently defended herself and her point of view, I suppose, is, that I mean, we know that she's ignorant. Do you think she knows about the Holocaust? Of course, she knows that people were killed, that the that the Nazis were bad, and there were concentration camps. She's not a scholar. That's what we have. People who don't have historical knowledge are on the on their platforms spreading their opinions that have no relation to the facts. Like Joe Rogan. Oh my God. That's a, I mean, he, he, the fact that he's so popular is a symptom. It's a case in point. Oh, thank you, Bob. I respect Tara's sobriety. <laughs> what? Did that just come out of the blue? Uh oh, there's the there's the producer. He's licking his own feet. He's probably getting ready to jump down and jump on the keyboard. Alright, let me get back to Whoopi. Where is it? Where's Whoopi? Yeah, exactly. What does suspending her do? It seem it's so infantile. That's the thing. But we are infantile. Not us. They are. <laughs> the It does seem like the people in charge. But it's like babyish. What exactly? What does it do? Nothing. It, she's going to sit home and think about it? Here, let me play this. Inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg appearing to double down on the Colbert show that night. The American experience tends to be based on skin. Yes. And so that is what race means to me mm -hmm. when you talk to me. about. Uh, well, it to me, in my opinion, race uh, is a construct. It would be wouldn't it be helpful if Whoopi kind of pointed that out? All all I see in this backlash against what she said is more ignorance on top of ignorance, in my opinion. It's really kind of frustrating, and it, and it points out how far we have to go. Because in none of, none of this discussion includes the reality that race was, is invented. It's invented. It's an invented distinction without a difference. And we can trace it back. We know where it came from. This it wasn't a thing, <laughs> you know. Oh, race. There's the human race. They, it was created to create the hierarchies, and to it was created to justify keeping people enslaved. It was. 
and keeping the dumbasses a little high, one rung higher on the ladder from teaming up with those who were enslaved. You had to, you had to separate them. It's vile. I mean, this country is so fucked up. What do you think? Also, I if, oh whatever. Well, let's just play this. Out, uh, being a racist. I was saying you can't call this racism. This Why? was evil. It's weird. This wasn't this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. But there you go. You see, it's not based on the skin. It's to me, she's just perpetrating this or perpetuating the myth of of race. You could talk about it in a way that recognizes how that construct of race has separated us deliberately and still, you know, make your point. But uh, we, we have a f very long way to go. She's so adamant about it, too. Can't call this racism. This was evil. Mm -hmm. This wasn't. This wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm -hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. Then tweeting an apology, saying in part, "The Jewish people around the world have always had my support, and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused." And the next day, opening the view with this, I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race, because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter, and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know, and y'all know, because I've always done that. By the end of the Holocaust, just 77 years ago, six million Jews had been murdered. <clears throat> that might not fit exactly or feel different than the way we think about race in 21st century America, where primarily it's about people of color. But throughout the Jewish people's history, they have been marginalized, they have been persecuted, they have been slaughtered in large part because many people felt they were not just a different religion, but indeed a different race. The head of the Anti-Defamation League warned... Well, whatever. Look at these idiots. Look at them. Ugh. Ugh. Look at them. <laughs> For those on the podcast, we're looking at the... Tiki Torch Nazis. Jews will not replace us. Oh, honey, you can't be replaced fast enough. I, I don't know, guys. Let me see what you think. Because to me, it feels kind of infantile. Sending Whoopi home without her supper or something. And... Well, I did, and we know that Whoopi, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I'm not living with, I, I have this pigment, so I don't have that other, her experience. But it's, I've been schooled <laughs> personally by one of the viewers and listeners, Daniel, who, you know, he sent me some, when I was saying, because I was saying African Americans, and then he sent me an email and uh, maybe maybe about maybe a few emails and he pointed it out that 
it is that race, you know, like we talk about here, race is a construct. And saying that is the language of the colonizer. It is. Well, I mean, we can't talk about that in school because that would be that would be critical race theory. Everything is critical race theory with Republicans. It's critical race theory is now black history. And we're dumb. Republicans, of course, conservatives in general, they need, they need, um, they need the race. They need this, the separation. Do they need to keep us separated? And listening to Whoopi, it sounds like she's, she needs it too. But, you know, I'm not in her, I'm not in her experience, but it's also, it kind of felt like, um, she was symbolically annihilating the experience of another targeted minority group and boiling it down to pigment because Jew, Jewish people could hide or pretend. That's what they used to say. Oh, that was one of the things that, I mean, during the, when I was younger, and we were, you know, marching and fighting for gay rights and they would say uh, people would say others in fact people in the the communities with darker pigment would say it's not the same because you can hide maybe that's where that comes from maybe that's what whoopi's been hearing for many years because that's what they used to say it's not the same for it's not the same kind of discrimination whenever we try to make to make allies on with other groups who weren't gay that and let's say african-american groups or whatnot some would get offended that we would you know people who are gay would say that it's like you know the civil rights movement or discrimination against um people of darker pigment marrying and then they would get offended saying that um, we're we're negating their experience because gay people can be in the closet if they chose. You can hide. You can't hide your pigment, of course. And I understand that, but it's also, uh, it's kind of weird that everybody, that different targeted minority groups are vying for who's got it worse, I guess. And that's what that sounded like to me with Whoopi. It kind of, um, yeah, people with darker pigment, of course, we're talking about it too. And we need to have a reconciliation, truth and reconciliation around race in this country if we ever want to have a country that works. But that doesn't negate someone else's experience. So anyway, I'm still processing it. I suppose, but but the overarching feeling I had about it was that people in general are not ready to evolve. They and it would be so helpful if Whoopi, of course she's not gonna do because she still thinks Jill Biden's an amazing doctor and should be the Surgeon General. She's an amazing doctor, amazing. But yeah, she's 
yeah, somebody could say that. <laughs> she could say that Jill Biden's an amazing doctor and not, you know, now, what do you know? She's an amazing doctor. It just goes to show you she's speaking out of her ass. And, but when I heard this and I heard her apology and whatnot, it, I said to myself, we sure have a long way to go. <clears throat> Because she is still, and and the and just the whole structure, the society, wants to make sure that we are divided on race. And what would be the harm of teaching the fact that race is a construct? We have the, we know what happened. We have the documents. We have the. We, we know that they started to create laws that differentiated people around race because of the, it was an economic decision. It was a survival for the, the 1%. They were afraid. They were afraid that the working class would know um, that we're in this together and team up. Everybody would team up and go against the you know the power the people in power that were exploiting them it's sort of like in ancient rome they had uh, there was some i can't remember when i remember reading about this but they had someone had an idea to make the slaves the enslaved people they would have to all wear something or wear something similar so they could be identified so people knew who was enslaved and who wasn't and it was voted down f because they they realized if if the enslaved people see how many there are we're done this slave society is done and it was that kind of mentality that uh, these laws were built around. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I apologize. What can I do? I'm looking for this one article. And then we're going to talk about this, the filthy freaks on Fox News who are killing, killing their viewers. They kill them. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. My internet browser just froze. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is the perfect time to go over to YouTube. I mean, uh, Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to get to become a patron. All right. At any level. Right. Oh, and I have to remind you guys that Thomas Reynolds of FYI Nation fame is doing a morning show. So in the morning, when you wake up, turn on FYINation.com and listen to Thomas. You can call in. It's a good way to start the day. You can hate watch Morning Joe and call him and talk about it. Right. I need a producer. What the hell? There's so many things to talk about. <laughs> As I'm opening everything, I'm like, oh yeah, that too. That too. 
Well, we went, we talked about the lies on Fox News. Uh-oh, here comes the producer. Shit. Shh. Where's he going? Oh, no, he's coming over. He's coming over. He wants to, he wants to jump up. All right. Are you jumping up? Don't just sit there looking all cute. Oh, shit. Here he comes. Ah, uh, hooray! Everybody, it's the producer, Tara Jr. Jr. <laughs> oh, Jesus, he's he's got this cranky, cranky attitude. Sit down! I'm trying to push his ass down so he sits. <laughs> producer! Stop it, producer. Are you the executive producer? Damn it. Hold on. This is the way the show goes. It is unapologetic liberal talk, but it's really us hanging out and... Are you going to be good? No. I know you're not. Oh. Listen to his purring. Can you hear that? That's so cute. All right, you pain in my ass. God. All right, now your ass is in my face. I can't do a show like this. Watch. Get up there. <laughs> Get up there, producer. <laughs> you just stay there, producer. You don't have to produce from here. <laughs> what was I looking up? Now I, got, I lost my train of thought. What the fuck were we talking about? Candace Owens? Oh, yeah, race. Oh, here we go. That's the article I was looking for. From Vox. 11 ways race isn't real. And it's true. That's what we should be talking about, right? If we really wanted to evolve and have a more perfect union, we would talk about this. We would talk about what we're talking about on Terror Buster. God damn it. Producer, get in here. All right, look at this. Americans embrace the idea of race to make slavery feel okay. This is from Vox, written by Jenna Desmond Harris, and it's a few years old, but it's relevant today, of course. Racial classifications didn't always exist. Of course, there were always people in different parts of the world who had some physical traits in common, but they weren't forced into rigid categories. Discrimination and stereotypes existed, but they weren't based on country but they excuse me but they were based on country of origin religion or culture not so-called scientific distinctions with the 1776 edition of his book on natural variety of mankind german scientist johann frederick blumenbach is credited with creating one of the first race-based classifications 
he decided on five categories. Caucasian, the white race, of course, Mongolian, so-called yellow race, Malaysian, the brown race, and Ethiopian, the black race, and American, the red race. It's so stupid. It sounds ridiculous when you lay it out like that. And when you are applying for a job and you have to put down your race, I, I tell you guys, trust me, in the future, future generations, when we are more evolved, they're going to look at that as evidence of how stupid we were. Just like we look back now and see stupid things that people did 100 years ago and say, I can't believe how dumb. Americans bought into this idea, too. Why was it so appealing? Americans of European descent invented race during an era of the American Revolution as a way of resolving and resolving the contradiction between natural right to freedom and the fact of slavery. This is what we do. Compartmentalize and justify, especially our bad behavior especially the behavior with, that people knew was wrong. They knew it. That's why they had to, they had to dehumanize. And in fact, we know that, I mean, it's still going on, Republicans. You hear that same old dignity of work. In their, in their attacks on, on, on welfare, on any kind of public assistance, which we know statistically white people are taking public assistance more than people have darker pigment. But that doesn't matter. And it's, yeah, it's used as they, they, they discuss welfare and, and public assistance, I should say, uh, in derogatory terms, of course, but they, they use it, they, it's like their attacks on the wealth, on uh, public assistance is, are based around their racism, saying that what, what's happening is you're creating lazy, you're, you're really tapping into the nature, you know what I mean, of darker pigment people because you're allowing them to hang out in the social safety net hammock, which is what they really want to do. That's the overarching message in, um, when, in their attacks, uh, when they say that Democrats are giving, of giving away free stuff. I, I really wish the Democrats would, would, would go back at these fascists with the facts saying if some one of these republicans said that and they talk about it all the time they say oh we're teaching the dignity of work people need to learn the dignity of work who the hell why don't somebody teach them the dignity of work but it's the overarching message is some people are are just uh infantile they're infants and you, if you allow them to eat ice cream for breakfast, that's what they're going to do. And it's not good for them. So we're, we're teaching them. It's tough. It's tough love. <laughs> but it's, it's racism. You know what I'm saying. 
So Americans bought into this idea, too. Why was it so appealing? Americans of European... Oh, did I write, uh, say this already? Americans of European descent invented race during an era of the American Revo- Revolution as a way of resolving the contradiction between natural right of freedom and the fact of slavery. Historian Barbara Fields explained in a presentation to producers of PBS's series called Race, the Power of an Illusion. I got to put a pin in that and watch that, which is worth checking out for more detailed information on all this. Why don't they put that in school? That's what I used to love in school when one day the teacher would come in and roll the TV in, be like, yay, we're watching a movie. And we'd watch a documentary or some movie on something and discuss it. Why don't they play that in school? Well, that would be critical race theory, right? That'd be too woke. Oh, my God, I hate them. And the other thing with Democrats, if you're listening, by the way, when they when they talk about woke, these filthy fascists, why don't you go back at them and say, you're, you're doing it again. There you go again with your racism. Because they, what they're doing is, yet again, vilifying some a a term that originated in the um, communities with darker pigment you see how they do that woke they turn it around and they make it a negative thing to their white ass morons who want to be asleep and some people of darker pigment too when they always we see them because they always push them up to the front or behind where Trump or something so they can think that everybody gets the illusion that they're so multicultural that their shitty kiss up kick down ideology appeals to everyone that their racist ideology appeals to all pigments when we know it's all it that's bullshit If whites were in their own category with innate differences backed by science, then that category would be deemed superior. As a result, they could justify their own rights and freedoms while enslaving, excluding, and otherwise mistreating people who had been placed in different racial categories. So the division of people into groups based on general geographical origins of their ancestors or descriptions of the way they look is based on a man-made strategy for making sense of treating some people better than others. The way, number two, the way we legally define different races in America can change on a whim, and it has. If race were based on permanent innate divisions of human beings, the American government wouldn't have to constantly scramble to change the definitions and qualifications for each category. But it does. All the time, as political priorities change, American racial definitions adjust right along with them. For example, people of Mexican birth or ancestry were considered white until until the 1930 census snatched that privilege back. Since then, their status, white or Hispanic has flip-flopped several more times, all depending largely on whatever the current thinking about their role in labor or immigration. Similarly, 
courts went back and forth in the early 20th century about whether people from Japan were white, finally deciding in 1933 that they weren't, based on the common understanding of the white man. That's what they said, officially. Sounds real official. And, And what it took to be black once varied so widely or wildly throughout the country from one quarter to one sixteenth to the infamous one drop that people could actually change races by crossing state lines. Then suddenly in 2000, the government decided that Americans could be more than one race, adding options to express this on the census. In other words, one day you could be a single race, the next day you could be as many as you please. With these constant changes, it's hard to make the case that the concept of race is anywhere near stable. And it just goes to show you that it's a construct, it's a creation to make us, to give us these differences, to make us separate. We're not. We're in this together. We're living together. Some people have darker pigment. Some people have different kind of brand. You know what really bothers me? Thank you, Daniel, for waking me up. (laughs) Well, it's when they say black and brown people. That annoys me, too. Only because I see it as yet another example of distinctions without a difference. It's a way of separating us the black and brown community. And then if you say the yellow person, that, that's all everybody knows. That's insulting. That's demeaning and derogatory. Why isn't it derogatory to call somebody black and brown? It's kind of infantile. But that's what we are. We're infants. And we could have this conversation if Republicans weren't such infants. This is the kind of conversation we need. Say, look, this is a construct, man. We don't need this shit. It's shake it off. It's over. It's, you know, only fascist autocrats use it to separate people and attack people. And here it is in Nazi Germany. Here it is in the United States South. That was, which was the the inspiration For Nazi Germany, we know that. Well, let's go. The government still hasn't figured out a good way to get people to pick a race. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, I skipped this one. Once upon a time, some people from Europe were not quite white. I know Irish people weren't considered white. Today, the term European is treated as largely interchangeable with white in America. But that wasn't always the case. According to a timeline published as part of the Race, uh, the Power of Illusion series, when immigration to the U.S. from Southern and Eastern Europe increased in the late 1800s and early 1900s, many of the new arrivals worked low-paying jobs, were clustered in urban ghettos, and were seen as not quite white. In fact, Germans, Greeks... Irish, Italians, and Spaniards all have, either legally or a matter of public opinion, been excluded from the white category at some point. 
Today, the white census category is available to a person having origins in any of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa. History proves that this list was heavily informed by various groups of immigrants' popularity, not biological differences. Doesn't it seem dumb when you think about it? It really does. It just, it seems like a tool to keep people apart. The government still hasn't figured a, a, good, a good way, why can't I talk, to get people to pick a race. The U.S. government uses the census to determine the official race makeup of the nation. That's important information because although the idea of race has no biological basis, the various groupings we've embraced now shape social reality when it comes to law, public policy, and interpersonal interactions. <gasps> That's critical race theory. What is... I wish there was some critical something these filthy fascists. Well, that's why they hate critical race theory. Well, it's everything. It's black history in general. And anything that is critical, anything with the words critical and thinking cannot be allowed. Fascism doesn't need critical thinking. It doesn't want it. There's no question about whether race informs Americans' experiences with education, employment, justice system, and countless other measures. And we talk about it on the show. The fact that we fund education through property taxes is a racist-ass policy. God, I'm so sick of it, aren't you? The race of people of Middle Eastern and North African descent is in limbo at this very moment. In addition to the Hispanic question described above, the Census Bureau is currently taking into consideration the views of people of Middle Eastern and North African descent who have told the Census Bureau they don't want to be categorized as white any longer. <laughs> so now what? It's a construct. Hey, hey, take me off the white list. Oh, okay. Well, if it was a real thing, you they would say, no, you can't be taken off that list. Right? I mean, there were other lists we have no control of. That, okay, take me off the list of, well, what? Human beings who can't fly. I can't take you off that list because you can't fly. I mean, you can't... <laughs> I meant it the other ways. There's some things you can't change. Like, take me off the list of six-foot-tall lesbians. I'm sorry. That can't happen. Like, he, he can say, Tara Jr. Jr. can say, take me off this cat list. No, you can. I mean, you're a cat. This is different. If somebody can can apply or uh, be, uh, you know, apply for being taken off the list of white, then white, we should all be taken off the goddamn list. Everybody. But, it, but this is the funny thing that the Republicans, you know, this is what they say that they want. Why don't we see people as people like Martin Luther King said, Dr. Martin Luther King... 
said, I dream of a day, you know, being um, judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. That's the only that's the only quote they know. It would work if the Republicans had any character. The content of their character leaves much to be desired. Like character. You need some character in that. <laughs> you need some character in that content. There's none here. Siblings with the same parents can claim different races. Once again, proving that race is a construct. You're free to change your race over the course of your life as many times as you want. Because it's just bullshit. You can't tell by looking at someone someone what box they check or how to identify. Huh, that's stupid. DNA tests can't measure it. And race is impossible to explain to children. Try, try to explain to a curious child why his mom, who has light skin, is black... How we can tell for sure what any race, what, what race anyone is, or who decided on this handful of groupings of human beings, and you'll immediately realize how nonsensical it is. Isn't it? Let's see. <laughs> What's going on in the chat room? We got a doctor in the house. What's you? You're um. You're you're having an argument about the vaccine now. <laughs> That's a different topic, but let's talk about the the cop. This will be the last thing before I go pass out again. Jake says, well, "What's the goddamn point of what? Is do, is he a troll? Do we have a troll, Haiku?" The point? I know. Uh, is this a right winger? Because that's what they do. What's the point? Well, we just explained the point for two fucking hours. I know it's hard to keep up. What's the point? I don't know. We're having a critical thinking conversation about how race is a construct. That's the point. Um, does that upset you? Where is that other thing? Here, let's play this. I gotta get it. See, the producer doesn't help. He's just sitting there. What's next for you? Okay, so this is this is Laura Ingram and the fascist propaganda network known as Fox News, which isn't news, and it's not me saying it. That socialist rag business insider did a study. Fox News makes people less informed than people who watch no news at all, and we also have the tapes of. Fox News assholes constantly lying. And one of the lies they're telling is that they don't want people to get vaccines, that there's something wrong with the vaccine. I don't even know. What is, what's their, I guess it changes, just like the um, January 6th assholes, the, the 
the traitors who stormed the Capitol, the Republicans change the demographic, depending on who they're talking to. It's Antifa, it's Black Lives Matter, it's the FBI, or it's uh, great patriots on a tour who need to be pardoned for seditious conspiracy because Trump is, uh, you know, and this uh, is the greatest threat to democracy. But Fox News made a hero out of this cop who refused to take the vaccine and he was fired, which it was the, the police department that he worked for. Everybody on the police department, because they're on the front lines, you're going to be encountering people, you're going into people's homes, you're dealing with people, you're arresting people, you're touching them. Um, And as a cop, you would think the first priority for the police is to keep the community safe, right? Well, and that includes keeping them safe from a deadly pandemic, a deadly virus. And, you know, like I said, four billion human beings have already taken the vaccine without incident. So, but this idiot wanted his, he he wanted the attention, I suppose. Well, here's the first, let me play this first. He, he signed off. This is my final sign-off. Um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. This is the last I am time dirty. Hear me oh. in a state patrol car, and Jay Ensley can kiss my ass. Jay Ensley, that's the scintillating commentary of the American fascist. I'm dirty, and kiss my ass. When he shows a dog's ass, I mean, this is what they've done to this country. I'm dirty. Yeah, you are. You're not. Well, it's not real dirt. It's just you're 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 poison. Not only your COVID, your mentality. But they, the Republicans, brought him on Fox News. He couldn't get enough airtime on Fox News. Here's from Media Matters, written by Matt Gertz. Last week's toll of more than 16,000 recorded U.S. deaths from COVID is made more, all the more heartbreaking because so many of the deceased had the opportunity to take vaccines that dramatically reduced the danger posed by the virus. Robert LeMay, a former Washington state trooper whose tragic death from COVID-19 was confirmed by the press over the weekend, was one such victim, sort of like meatloaf. These cowards, they don't want to take a little pick. Ouchie, Fauci, ouchie, right? <laughs> and now they're dead. And the families of Meatloaf, for example, they s- still haven't confirmed <laughs> that he died of COVID. But uh, it's a pretty good guess, considering he was sick from COVID for two weeks. And then he died. So you could say, you know, we can put it together. Fox News has tried to turn workers who refuse the vaccine mandates in general to into culture war heroes. Even though the network itself voluntarily imposed a requirement that its own employees be vaccinated or tested 
for COVID-19 daily. LeMay became the latest such figure in October after he resigned from the state police rather than follow Washington State's vaccine requirement. The network's host and others on the right promoted LeMay's story and presented him and his refusal to take a life-saving drug as an example their audience should emulate. But once his 15 minutes of fame were over, and he could no longer be used to further the right-wing agenda, LeMay became expendable. His passing from the virus has not been mentioned once on Fox News. Aren't they disgusting? Here, here's his appearance. What's next for you? On Laura Other Ingram. being a celebrity now, what's next for you? <laughs> what's I'm a spokesperson next? for thousands and thousands. I even say what's next? Of people. I think, I think hell? people that have actually viewed it. Um, it's been 99% positive from everybody. Um, wow. I think this is my path right now. Um, wow. It's so terrible. Offers. All right. Well, um, a, I'm just a sleeping to... giant. Yeah, well, maybe a, yeah. a sleeping you giant. You awaken so, a sleeping well, giant. That's what's happened here. No, honey. What? It's not. You didn't awaken him. You put him to sleep forever and ever. He's in the ground now. And he's going to be sleeping a long time. Awakened a sleeping giant. And if Fox News was news, they would report it. Oh, you remember? Officer LeMay, former Officer LeMay. The hero cop who wouldn't take a little pin prick. Ouchie, ouchie. Thanks to Fox News. And the rest of the... F I don't know where these fascists got this all of a sudden vaccine mandates are tyranny. We've had... And we discuss on the show. We've had vaccine mandates since the inception of the country. We wouldn't even be here without a vaccine mandate. George Washington mandated vaccines when that, in that required getting cut with an infected knife. So, shut the up Republicans you killed some you killed another and it's a senseless senseless death it, but these people are expendable as they always have been for the fascists and the and the autocrats and this is billionaire funded propaganda Millionaires being paid to tell average people what, who they should hate next, what they should do to ultimately entrench this power structure, this oligarchy, to destroy democracy, to divide the American people, and it's all in the name of greed. That's it. You think Laura Ingram gives a shit about democracy? You think she's on TV? She's fighting for a higher ideal? If for some reason, if it went the other way, if all of the sudden, you know, I mean, if it benefited them to, to promote the vaccine mandate, you know they would. If it was Trump, if it was their con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes again, if their coup was successful... They would do it. They would they would jump in line and say, get the vaccine. Nah. <clears throat> Drink some urine. Wash it down with uh, urine. 
That's another cure. I don't understand why they want to eat horse pills, drink urine. Well, they just won't take a vaccine. It's weird. And especially given that they've had to take vaccine. There's been vaccine mandates forever in this country. And thank God we didn't have this fascist prick propaganda media when uh, Jonas Salk discovered the polio vaccine, right? Thank God. How many kids? We'd be reading stories about kids who get polio unnecessarily because they're dumbass parents. It's always needless suffering and death with these pricks for greed, for greed. They know they're lying. That's the thing. You know, some of these right-wingers, like this cop here, and there are stories of right-wing radio hosts dropping dead from COVID. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You don't drop dead from COVID. You suffer first. If you drop dead, that would be, that would be a relief, right? No, but you have to suffer first. Clinging to death, try, I mean, clinging to life, trying to breathe until they intubate you. LeMay, well, here we go, here we go. Yes, LeMay, a 22-year veteran of, of the force, said he received a religious exemption from Washington State's COVID vaccine mandate. Why can't I talk? <clears throat> but ultimately decided to resign before it took effect after being told he would have to take a different position. Uh, I guess on the force video of his final sign off in his cruiser in which he told the democratic governor Jay Inslee to kiss my ass scintillating commentary from the right wing. Of course went viral after it was shared on October 16th by right wing local radio host, Jason Rance. I'm sure Jason Rance... Has, oh, let's look him up. Let's see if he's mentioned the death of this... of the dupe. Let's see. Cop. Hmm. Well, I can't... Concern, let's see... There's, eh, whatever. I can't find the guy. Let's see. Jason Rance, COVID vaccine mandate just decimated the Seattle police force. That's a tweet from Fox News. It's all the negativity, negative news are surrounding the vaccine. Mandate. All of a sudden, mandates, Right? You have a mandate to go to school. You have all kinds of vaccines that are mandated that these assholes have taken. We don't have polio in this country anymore. They, they took the polio vaccine. You had to, to go to school. They took the measles vaccine, mumps, rubella. What else? There's a list. There's like 16 vaccines you have to take that you get before you hit age 20. And then there are other vaccines you have to take if you go to college. Meningitis vaccine, all kinds of vaccines. Don't I I wish these assholes had discovered 
the tyranny of vaccine mandates sooner, though. Because maybe they would have, you know, just taken themselves out of the gene pool. Darwin, take the wheel. Let's go, Darwin. But now they have to, it's just so goddamn tedious. Because they are so, it's just, they're so damn dumb. Dumb. You could tell them Fox News has mandates up the wazoo. You know that Laura Ingram is vaccinated and boosted. She can't sit on her set unless she is. And why is Fox News still considered news? Enough. That's another problem we have. They're not news. It's propaganda. On October 18th, LeMay appeared on Fox and Friends first. So he was doing the rounds on the fascist propaganda network. On Rupert Murdoch's pimpled ass. That's what Fox News is. It's like looking up Rupert Murdoch's ass and you see... What do you see? Greed. Lies. Division. Ugh. What, so much... One man... All of these assholes, they've done so much damage to so many people and embarrassed the United States all away, all the long way, right? Just embarrass us. Act like douchebags. The whole world is looking at us like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How many people have died so far? I know we're pushing a million We're, we went, we passed 800,000. Seven, 75 million cases. And wait for it. Oh, it's, it's almost 900,000. 893,000 people are dead from COVID in the United States. The most in the entire world and by percentage by far. We should be ashamed. These people should be ashamed. Laura Ingram should be considered a pariah. You want to talk about the snake? These fuckers are always like, the snake. You knew I was a snake before you let me in. We've, we've traced the snake, dumbasses. It's coming from inside. The fucking Fox News studio. And all of... I mean, oh, God... You knew I was a snake. I, I hate them. I hate them. But you know what I hate more? The f this is why I hate them, probably. Because they're dumb. They fall for it. Why are you falling for the same old tricks? Why? Just so the rich can get richer? And you... Because you are inherently racist and... They know that. They like that. They want that. Tickle those racist funny bones. So, let's see. Let me see. Yeah, he said, kiss my ass. Fox's propagandist wanted their audience to hear LeMay's story. On October 18th, LeMay appeared on Fox & Friends first with co-host Carly Shimkus 
concluding the interview by saying the choices that people like you are being forced to make are pretty unbelievable and praising him as a fantastic police officer just like Jill Biden's an amazing doctor I guess whose resignation was Washington State's loss hardly I don't think so on Fox News primetime that night so you know he's making the rounds they want this out there. They want their dumbasses to follow suit, not to get the vaccine. They don't want to talk about income disparity, upward immobility. No, no, no. They don't want to talk about the billionaires getting richer and richer while the American middle class slips lower and lower on the ladder. What's left of the middle class? I mean, that, they, they, you, don't, you don't hear that on Fox News. You'll hear this shit. And it's designed for to sacrifice these morons on the altar of the greed of oligarch greed. That's what it is. There's, these are sacrifices. It's human sacrifice. S- some people are going to die. What do they give a shit? Just like Rush Limbaugh said, some people are born to be slaves. So, oh well, some people are going to die. Some, well, they, already, they did say that. What am I talking about? During the, remember, in the beginning of the pandemic, and we had, of course, these filthy fascists saying, well, you know, granny should take one for the team and fucking just die. Die for the economy, do their patriotic duty. Just like Jesus wanted that's your party of life. They love life. Granny, go die for for the economy. Honey, it's not just Granny. Who's they don't give a shit who dies. It's not Granny. It's everybody. They don't care. What are they, I mean, why is my voice getting higher and higher and also raspier? Uh-oh. Drop the cap. So Fox Business Mornings with Maria. Ugh. That's why you gotta watch listen to Tom <laughs> Thomas Reynolds on FYI Nation. Mornings with Maria. Ugh. No thank you. Thanks for the nightmares. Ugh. Mornings with Maria and Fox News's America. Wait, wait. That's how it's. That's how it's spelled. Fox News's America's Newsroom. Oh, rolls off the tongue. Also covered his resignation that same day. Other right-wing outlets like Newsmax, the cesspool of Newsmax, and the cesspool of the Daily Wire, and a slew of talk radio programs also promoted LeMay's story. LeMay reached his biggest audience the following night when he appeared on Laura Ingram's prime time program. She's a propagandist. Ilsa of the SS. Sort of like in that vein. Ingram has been a relentless critic of the vaccine and and efforts to get people like her viewers to take them. She used LeMay's story to advance her anti-vaccine narrative, portraying him as one of one of the hosts. Wait, portraying him as one of a host of people 
who have been ill-used by the government because they don't want to get their shots. Wah! What's next for you? Wah! She should get one of those cigarette holders and a wah! And a top hat. What's next for you? Wah! Other than being a celebrity. Yeah. Well, you know what's next? Being in the ground. I think what's next is a cold early grave. For him. Thanks to you, Laura. Yeah. You think Laura will go on her propaganda channel and say, uh, I made a mistake? You, it's not fair for me to spread this friggin' ignorance and get people killed. And here's an example. Here's LeMay, who's now dead. <laughs> She's gross. They're all disgusting. They don't give a shit. Just like they don't care who dies. Death from despair in this country. Death by despair is off the chart. People killing themselves in the, in the United States. Yeah. Opioid addiction, right? The opioid epidemic. That's, that was greed, too. It's all greed. Yeah. This is greed. And another way to separate people, to fuck up the country, so they could steal. E pluribus unum. These people, they say they love America so much they hate everybody in America. How do you love America when you, tr when you fucking don't give a shit that you kill people with your s misinformation, your stupidity, and you know you're on a propaganda channel? I mean, God, they suck. <laughs> That's my scintillating commentary. They suck. Sometimes you just got to boil it down to suck. They suck. All right. Well, what does she say? Let's see. What's next for you? Laura Ingram asked. Toward the end of the interview, LeMay replied that he was a spokesperson for thousands, even millions, and also had some great job prospects. Damn. Well, too bad. Might have been fun. Might have liked that job if you were alive. I think they're going to get somebody who's alive now to fill that position. All right. Well, a sleeping giant, maybe a sleeping giant, Ingram concluded, referring back to LeMay's use of the term earlier in the interview. We hope that's what's happening here. We've awakened it slowly but surely. Meh. Robert, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your voice, and best of luck to you in hell. Oh, she left out the hell part. On Friday night, the chief of Washington State Patrol issued a statement announcing LeMay had passed away. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him. I mean, it's just fucking gross. And praising him for his service, which will be long remembered and appreciated. Kiss my ass! News outlets, including Fox's website, quickly confirmed that he had lost his battle with COVID-19 at age 51. Soon after, commentators 
began criticizing Ingram and her ilk for handling for their handling of the LeMay story. Ingram will have an opportunity to address her critics on tonight's show, but there's no reason to expect her to change course. Perhaps she'll go on the attack and present as the real villains, people on social media supposedly gloating over LeMay's death. That's what they do. You know, turn it around. You're dancing on his... No, honey, we're using the power of story because human beings are storytellers to to tell people to get the fucking vaccine. Don't be a dick. Don't be prematurely dead. Don't listen to right-wing fascist propaganda. I mean, I repeat, I know. Don't be a dupe of an enti- of a con. The, the whole right wing is a con. You realize that. It's a greed-centered, racist con aimed at stealing. Aimed at ensuring that the rich get richer and the working class is the working poor. And they'll do anything. They will... They will do whatever it takes to ensure that people are divided. And this could have been yet another opportunity to unify this country. Like after 9-11, if we had someone in, in office that, let's say, received the most votes, actually won the fucking election, and didn't wasn't a douche what wasn't a greed-centered ghost of the gilded age and didn't give a shit and wanted to invade uh this country that they were salivating over for years and use 9-11 as an excuse and divided the american people again and again that's what they do they never they could have used that opportunity like jimmy carter said uh, back in the day, the energy crisis is real. You know, we he put the solar panels on the White House. We would be in a better place if not for Republicans. We probably wouldn't even have been. There wouldn't even have been a nine eleven. But they, this is what they do. They just divide and divide and make sure that everybody's in their camps. They use any any bullshit, race, whatever. Keep people divided. Massachusetts liberals, California liberals, you know, divide, divide. There are so many opportunities to grow and, and evolve and get and come together. But you notice Republicans never take that opportunity. They take the other tact constantly and I wish the Democrats would start calling it out this is about dividing people we can't have a country when we're divided and and they divide us all along along racial lines and there are so many teachable moments to explain what democracy is what it's supposed to be what is required to have a democracy, which is you need an economically vibrant working class majority. Without it, you don't have a you don't have a democracy. You have an oligarchy. 
and especially with money and politics, the root of all evil. Uh, let's see. Regal. Let me see. Wait, wait, wait. Perhaps she'll skip the story altogether and continue her anti-vaccine advocacy work, maybe with a positivity-boosted segment laughing at vaccinated Senator Mitt Romney for testing positive for COVID-19. And that's the thing. They're like, wow, people are getting it anyway. Well, they're not dying. You have a fighting chance. That's the point. Regardless, LeMay's brief blip of right-wing celebrity won't comfort his widow or help raise his four children. Right? Where's, Le- where's Laura Ingram now? And Fox's stars and executives standing behind them will continue to encourage more of these tragedies. You better believe it. Oh, here, let me show you this. Let's see. (laughs) Why are so many new buildings covered in rectangles? I don't know why that's open. Where is it? Mm-mm-mm. Where? How come it's so bolt down there? It's so down on the bottom. Come on. E cam. Here it is. Fox News never got around to updating its audience. Oh, this is Matthew Gertz, not Matt Getz. Um, sorry. Fox. This was. Yesterday, Fox News never got around to updating its audience on Robert LeMay's death yesterday, but they did find time to prop up some new anti-vax culture war heroes who are still alive. Do you see how gross they are? I know you do. Wow. Oh, thank you guys in the chat. For your super chat, thank you, Pookie's mom, Irene. Why are Reich winner, Reich wingers so obsessed? Why can't I talk? Why are Reich wingers so obsessed with peepees and pee? Because they're babies. That's why they're immature. Thanks for the gift of your show tonight. Well, this is Shadow Star Ace. Thank you so much for your super chat. Thanks for the gift of your show tonight. Best chat room ever, too. I agree. We have a great chat room and a great show. And I hope if you're listening, if you're on any other channel, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and join the, join the conversation. It's good. It's a good conversation. Look at that producer. He's still up there staring. There's something else. What the hell? You know what? It's 11. Maybe I should go go to 11 p.m. EST. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. There's other things we have to talk about. I did like... We're doing a lot of shows. I'm going to do as many shows when I can. I hope you guys are cool with that. And if I do a show... You don't... I mean, no pressure. I don't want to pressure you. But if I do a show, will people show up? That's my fear. No, people always show up. 
what if you give a show and nobody shows up? <laughs> That's my nightmare. Oh, man. Thank you, Richard W. Another super chat. Another great Wednesday show, Tara. Thank you so much. Shadowstar A says, yes, show tomorrow. It's nice to get together. It really is, right? That's why I, it's not really, it is a show. I think people like listening. I do like listening to other podcasts. And even when technical difficulties happen and whatnot, it's still interesting. I hope you guys feel the same about this. Yeah, we need more beatdowns. Okay. Eve says, do a segment where we ask you questions. We could do that. That'll be good. Oh, I like that. Question time. <laughs> it's like question time with the prime minister. I like that. Look at the producer. What a bastard. Uh-oh, here he comes. Uh-oh. You know he's coming right over. Where's he going? Wait. Oh, he's there. He knows. He knows. <laughs> Come here, mama. Get up here, you little mommy. Come on. Come on. You could do it. There you go. Yes. It's the producer. <laughs> Listen to the way he talks to me. Hi, honey. Do you hear the way he talks to me? Jesus. I have so much work to do, too. I, I really... This is what I want to do. These are my plans. I want to... Oh, shit. That's the cat. I got to start putting videos on TikTok or something. Because that's good. I don't know. Maybe it'll help get some people viewing and supporting the show. But I have that other video I need to put together of of Ray opening the 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 container of of cat food. He's a he's amazing. I think that might get some hits. That might be good, right? But these are things they're on the list. And I another thing I have to do. The Tarabuster website, um, I have to move it over from a new host. It's really annoying. There's, there's always shit to do. But, <laughs> look at him. All right, you know what? It's 11. I'm under the weather a little bit. I, need, I think I need some more rest. That might help. And I think, I think tomorrow might be a good show. He, he's pushing the mic away. You're funny. So maybe tomorrow we can... Jesus Christ. Junior. Maybe tomorrow we could do some questions. We could maybe do a... Do it like periodically. And if I don't know, I won't... <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. You hear? Wait. Great idea, Errol. Where? Where? I didn't see it. Oh, yes. I'd like to see Tara have Nicole Sandler as a guest on her show. I should contact her. Guess who's coming on the show again? Tom Hartman. All right. In March. 
to discuss his new book, The Hidden History of Big Brother, something like that. <laughs> and that's good. I got to get Mike Malloy on the show. I keep saying to myself, these are things I have to do. If I had a producer or somebody, we need a producer t-shirt. Yes. I got to make a shirt with Tara Jr. Jr. And, ow, he bit me. The producer. He's always biting me. No, he's not. He's, he only bites me when, like, on the show. It's weird. He's a cranky bastard. But he's, he's, he's 10 now almost 11 but he's good he's in good shape that's what the vet said he's in good shape so he's gonna be around for a long time (gasps) producer get down all right (laughs) i love him he's great all right my friends listen 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 remind me about questions tomorrow if you if you will, please. Because I have many things on my mind all the time. All right. That'll be good. That'll be fun. So we will win. I'm going to tomorrow. And the other thing, I'm going to write a note to myself. Get, I'm going to contact Malloy. And he promised. So, I mean, he's he always is. Great. Malloy show. Question mark? Okay. So, uh, what was I saying? We will win. Tomorrow will be questions. We'll do some questions. Oh, my God. That could be scary, too. You know, I don't know what these questions will entail. So, yes, Mike Malloy. I got to get him on. I'm gonna, I will text him tomorrow. It's too late now. I don't want to bother him. All right, my friends. We're on the right side of history, and we're critically thinking about it. Oh, like, thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat. Did I thank you? I forgot. And thank you, Richard W., Thank you, Shadow Star Ace and Pookie's Mama Irene and Errol Thomas and Jim, Errol Thomas, of course, and JD and Richard W. Again, thank you so much. That's how we win because we're on the right side of history. And if you can go and be a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin, please do. And also give the show a good review or a thumbs up on iTunes. That helps. We have some very nice reviews on there that I I was very happy to read. And I appreciate that. So go go check it out and share the show with your friends because we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My my name, my name is Tara Devlin. God damn it, I'll see you tomorrow night. 